0: You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the
1: Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along on today's show. Alabama says they played on full-capacity football games this fall. We will discuss why they think that is doable. The Arkansas Razorbacks, they are one of the hottest athletic departments in the SEC this week. With them winning in literally every sport. We'll catch up with our buddy John Neighbors from Locked On Razorbacks to get his thoughts on the Arkansas dominance. And we'll also talk some SEC football with him as well. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Right, let's do it. Let's go around the conference.
0: Boots out to the right
1: around the conference. Big news yesterday as Alabama is moving ahead with plans to host full capacity college football games at Bryant-Denny Stadium this coming season. That according to Athletic Director Greg Byrne, who announced on his Twitter on Monday after news earlier in the day that the school would be returning to in-person instruction without restriction on classroom capacity in the fall. Greg Byrne said they will continue to monitor medical guidelines as We have all along. Alabama reduced its capacity to 20% last season as the uh, COVID-19 spread, but with infections dropping significantly as of late and people getting the vaccines and all that, I believe Bryant-Denny Stadium, which boasts a capacity of over 100,000, is scheduled to host seven football games next season, starting with the home opener on September 11th against Mercer, and they believe they'll be at full capacity. This comes on the heels of Ross Bjork, Texas A&M Athletic Director, saying last week he expects uh, Texas A&M to be at full capacity by the fall. And I think even LSU sent out a notice last week to their student body saying they plan on classes and everything in the fall being back to normal. So, let's cross our fingers, hope everything continues trending in a positive direction. And we very well could see full SEC football stadiums in the fall. Now, are people going to be wearing masks? Very likely, but uh, look, we need to get back to a little bit of normalcy in the fall when it comes to SEC football. Over in basketball, CBS sports expert, Jerry Palm, he updated his bracketology projections and he had six SEC teams making the field of 68 NCAA tournament teams. Arkansas really rising quickly on the strength of a long win streak, nine games in the SEC currently. Alabama, they hold on to a number two seed And LSU, who has struggled lately, they fall to a bubble team. But Alabama, the number two seed, projected by Jerry Palm. Arkansas projected as a three seed. Missouri and Florida both projected as six seeds. Tennessee as a seven seed. My, has Tennessee fallen in recent weeks. And LSU just in as a ten seed in the final week of the SEC regular season. So we'll see what teams can put that final stamp on their tournament resumes. Speaking of an SEC team that probably not going to the NCAA tournament, but the Vanderbilt Commodores have been playing better basketball as of late. They're still near the bottom of the SEC standings, but they're fresh off a 75-70 win over Ole Miss on Saturday. This week, they're going to play at LSU tonight and at Ole Miss on Saturday, and they're going to play one more game in there as well. On Monday night, Vanderbilt announced they have added Cincinnati from the AAC to their schedule for a Thursday night game. Uh, the game is scheduled to tip off at 7 p.m. Eastern and can be seen on ESPN Plus. Vanderbilt is currently seven and thirteen overall, three and eleven in the SEC. Cincinnati, they are nine and nine overall. So, interesting matchup for Vanderbilt to add Cincinnati. Back on the gridiron, Ole Miss football they announced a home and home series against BYU starting in 2028. In that year, they are going to play that game up in Provo, Utah. And in 2029, the two teams will play in Oxford. Over on Rocky Top, the Tennessee Volunteers, they lost another key staffer. This one, a pretty important one, according to Rivals.com. Their strength and conditioning coach, AJ Artis, is leaving Rocky Top to take over USF's strength program, South Florida. However, the Vols might not have to go far to find his replacement, according to the report. New head coach Josh Heupel had already hired another strength coach from his UCF staff. Reports that Artis was retaining uh, retained by Heupel when he was hired in January, but Heupel had also brought in Central Florida head strength coach Kurt Schmidt to oversee the strength program. Heupel hired Schmidt to be his head strength guy at UCF after the two had worked together at Missouri. Thus, Artis' time at Rocky Top is drawn to a close. He'll be heading to USF. Now we'll see how Hypel's strength program fares with Kurt Schmidt running things at Tennessee. On Monday, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, they added a player to their 2022 recruiting class, picking up an offensive lineman out of the state of Georgia. Offensive lineman Jackson Cannon announced on Monday night that he was committing to Mississippi State. Cannon is yet to be rated by any of the major recruiting services. He held offers from the likes of Ball State, UAB, Western Kentucky in addition to Mississippi State. The Bulldogs now have four players in their 2022 recruiting class, currently ranked number 25 in the nation, number seven in the SEC. And the latest baseball rankings are out according to D1Baseball.com. They are loaded with SEC teams at the top. The top four teams according to D1 Baseball, all from the SEC. Arkansas is the new number one team. Vanderbilt coming at number two, Mississippi State at number three, and Ole Miss at number four. Also in the rankings, they've got Florida coming in at sixth, LSU is number 11th, South Carolina number 14, Tennessee number 18, and Auburn just dropped out of their top 25 this week. But it's been a different SEC team every week. Preseason, it was Florida. Last week, it was Ole Miss. This week, it is Arkansas. So, Playing a little shuffling at the top, but it's all SEC teams ranked. Um, at the top of the baseball rankings just shows you how good the SEC is gonna be for baseball as the season keeps rolling along. And lastly, a couple of SEC basketball games to keep an eye on tonight. 5:30 Central, 6:30 Eastern on SEC Network. It'll be number 12, Arkansas at South Carolina. Arkansas looking to keep their win streak in the SEC going. 6 o'clock Central, 7 Eastern on ESPN2. It'll be Auburn at number 8 Alabama. Alabama already locked up their uh, regular season SEC title, but they're looking to continue with a little confidence as they get ready for the SEC tournament. 7.30 Central, 8.30 Eastern on SEC Network. It'll be Vanderbilt at LSU. That's a big one for the Tigers. Need to uh, get that W to find their winning ways again. And then at 8 o'clock Central, 9 Eastern on espn It'll be Kentucky at Ole Miss. Ole Miss kind of fighting to uh, get a couple more resume wins to get into the NCAA tournament. Kentucky, seems like their only hope at this point is to run off and win the SEC tournament. So maybe uh, get a win at Ole Miss, build a little bit of confidence up, getting ready for that. And that is around the conference. When we return, we're going to talk all things Arkansas and some SEC football with our buddy John Neighbors from Locked On Razorbacks. Quick minute here for our friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Look, the weather just keeps changing day by day, week by week. One day it's hot, one day it's cold. Depending on where you're living, your cars don't like that. You're going to have something wrong with it. Odds are something that maybe you can replace on your own. If you head to rockauto.com, they have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, things uh, to clean your tires, whatever you need you can get everything you need at, in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door at rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique, very easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose from the brand's uh, specifications and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, always reliably low and the same for pros or do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend twice as much for the same auto parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you write on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Hey, we're covering everything you need to know about the SEC, but what about the rest of sports? Check out the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's got all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On SEC, and man, uh, I don't think there's been a hotter team in the SEC right now. When I say team, I mean athletic program than the Arkansas Razorbacks. My goodness, what they have done uh, just the last handful of days across all sports has been nothing short of phenomenal. And Joining us now is our buddy John Neighbors, who hosts Locked On Razorbacks. And John, I know you said you're, you're a little tired. It's been quite a week for the Arkansas Razorbacks in just about every single sport. What's going on up there?
0: I wish I knew, man. I really do wish I knew. I wish I could come on here and give you some breakdown explanation of like, well, it's just phenomenal coaching and it's (laughs) great players and all that. And, and you know what? It's probably got something to do with it, but like it's, Almost weird how good things are going. And Razorback fans are kind of waiting for the big letdown. It's like, oh, yeah, we remember the last time things were going good. There was a motorcycle accident involving Bobby Petrino. And stuff. So they're a little gun shy on when things go positively. All
1: right, well, I want to get to some football talk in a minute, so we'll get to that. But let's start with uh, basketball. The the men's basketball team has been on an absolute roll. They've won nine in a row in the SEC. Um, I know that Alabama kind of took the headlines away this past weekend because they won the regular season title, but there's Arkansas right there with a monster win over LSU. Basically, I mean, just about locked up as the number two seed here heading into the SEC tournament, but w- what have you seen out of this team where they've been on such an amazing run as of late?
0: Man, it's
1: It's almost
0: uh, like – it's a tale of two seasons almost. The beginning of non-conference play, Arkansas just wasn't – Wasn't good. They didn't look good. It did nothing. They had going right, but for whatever reason, they got it going. And I mean, they are. I mean, can you can you name another team that you've seen recently that had this much success, or at least at the level of success that they've had, going up against good teams where it's like people know they're good, people know they're going to get it to them, but uh, Arkansas keeps winning anyway.
1: I mean, I can't think of any teams. I don't know if you can either. Uh, Colgate. They've they've been red hot lately, but that's about it. Colgate. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, but it's funny though because. We knew Musselman was capable of it, we knew that he had a good team, a good recruiting class, a lot of good transfers, but no one expected that Arkansas would be making this
1: type of stride here in year two under a Muscleman, but everybody here is absolutely here for it and hopes it continues on. Yeah, I was looking at some of the uh, mock drafts today and and man, they they're high on uh they're high on a couple of Arkansas players. So it's crazy to see that. I mean, when you got NBA caliber talent, obviously um you know, you're you're going to garner a lot of attention and uh, you're going to play really well, but but what have you seen out of some of the guys like I mean, particularly Moses Moody. I mean, he's the the name that I think they have projected going 6th or 7th overall in the draft right now. What what has made him so special this year?
0: I think it's just the fact that he is trusted by musclemen. Like we know that there's some coaches out there that can recruit like crazy and, and get big time recruits, and everything goes really well at least in the process. But once they get to campus, things go wrong. Uh, you know, I think back, and I'm not trying to say that Moses is this caliber of player, but you think about like uh, Ben Simmons and LSU. You know, it was great that he was at LSU, but you can tell Johnny Jones was out of his element. Didn't know how to coach him, didn't know how to develop him, didn't know how to do any of those things, and it it, it showed. And now it's kind of the same thing with what uh, Musselman is seen with Moses, but the opposite. Where he knows what to do with Starfleet, he knows how to see their strengths, see their weaknesses, and utilize them in different ways. I think that Moses has really responded to it, and he's that's why he came to Arkansas it's not only because he's from Arkansas, but he sees that musclemen can mold guys into being pro-prospects, and that's what they all want to do. So I think it's just the fact that he's fought in the musclemen, he's got the right demeanor, he's given the right minutes, he's given the right opportunities, and he's taking the most of them. What,
1: what's the latest buzz right now around what, what kind of seed they, they can be and maybe what they need to do in the uh, in the SEC tournament?
0: Well, from what I understand and just kind of looking at everybody, it's anywhere between three to five. Uh, at, at this point in time. I think most Razorback fans would be content, of course, with any of those seeds, let's be honest. But I think four seed is probably most likely uh, just because
1: uh, they got two games with South Carolina and, and A&M, which, by the way, that South Carolina
0: game may have some players missing from Arkansas for COVID reasons. But, uh, you know, just to kind of be on the lookout for that. But uh, A&M and South Carolina are not good teams. And so Arkansas playing those games doesn't help them only hurts them if they lose. And so they're kind of like, ah, oh, whatever. And then the SEC tournament can come around. And if Arkansas, if they ran the table and won the SEC tournament, and they probably be able, I guess it's probably at best a three seed. But most people understand that that's probably not going to happen. They're still going to win some games. And a three seed is probably, or a four seed is probably the most likely for them. at this point.
1: Yeah, it's it's been such an incredible run for them. They've been so fun to watch. Uh, I, I wake up today, I see, uh, obviously, the baseball team, they they sweep their series over the weekend with Southeast Missouri State, but their their more impressive wins came a week ago when they beat a couple of top ten teams in Texas Tech, Texas, and TCU over in Arlington. But... uh, how about today, waking up and seeing Arkansas is the new number one team in the, in the in the country, according to a couple of the baseball polls? And it's crazy to think, well, we started with Florida as the preseason number one. This past week, I think Ole Miss was number one. And now here we are, Arkansas is the number one team in the country. What have you seen out of this baseball team, albeit very early?
0: My goodness. I, I mean, they are, like you said, it's early, but
1: they are exceeding the
0: expectation I had from the start off. Because Listen, Dave Van Horn is always going to have a great baseball Like, they're going to be a team that's in the top 25 all year long at least, a team that more than likely will host a regional every year, unless it's just a really bad year, probably some super regionals too. And the expectation is getting to Omaha, into the college world series. So everyone knows what Razorback baseball, and Dave Van Horn capable of. But what people didn't know this year would be, okay, how is it going to look losing Heston Kerstad and Stacey Martin? Heston Kerstad was number two draft pick last year. How are they going to look without them? Their pitching was suspect in the game, few games they got to play last year. How are they going to shore that up? And so there were some pretty big questions. But what was crazy about it is that Connor Nolan uh, and Patrick Wicklander, last year were starting off as the Friday-Saturday start. They were game one, game two. And they just didn't look good. They, they struggled a little bit. Then obviously the season came to an end. And then this year, in the, obviously the opening uh, uh, college or college baseball series there in Arlington, Connor Nolan and Patrick Wicklander weren't even listed as starters or even in the rotation. So everyone was like, oh, how does that happen when these guys were your starters last year and now they're not even in the rotation? Well, what happened was Dave Van Horn went out and got them and developed some dudes and some guys ended up passing them and they have been on fire. In fact, TCU's coach uh, after Arkansas beat him on that Monday night, he is the final game of the series and he's sitting there and he was talking about Arkansas. He's like, they're they're, they just rolled out their tenth best pitcher against us, and he's throwing ninety six. <laughs> and It's true. They just got they got so much pitching, and they have they got to get the starters figured out because that's a problem. But bullpen is as strong as I've seen in a long time. They got some really good hitters. Uh, I mean, this is this is a team. I'm not saying they'll win the championship. because That's still such a tough thing to do. But I think if they're not in Omaha come uh, come postseason
1: play, it'll be a disappointment. More with John Neighbors right after this. BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Look, we know football season is over. NBA is in the thick of it, about to hit their all-star break. College basketball winding down just a couple of games left across the SEC. We're going to have the SEC tournament here very soon. I'll be giving you guys the latest odds they have on uh, the SEC teams in the SEC tournament at BetOnline. If you feel good about one of the long shots, maybe Florida or Kentucky gets hot, It runs the table. You can get some pretty good odds on them right now at betonline.ag. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered with all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website right now. You can do so on your phone, your tablet, your laptop, whatever you're using – Go to betonline.ag. You can sign up today, receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, but you got to use our promo code LockedOn. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Betonline.ag. Head there right now. Sign up today. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. <music> There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big 10. And with Big 10 Ben Stevens over on the Locked On Big 10 podcast, if you guys are interested in that football, basketball, baseball, whatever's happening in the Big 10, Ben Stevens has you covered. You can check out Locked On Big 10 wherever you get your podcasts. Continue our conversation with John Neighbors, host of Locked On Razorbacks and John, I want to switch gears and talk some football with you because, look, that's what we spend the majority of our time on. Three sixty five here, unlocked mm-hmm. on SEC. But uh, I don't know if you heard the podcast last week, but I dropped my quarterback, not really ratings, but categories heading into next year. And I, and this is what I kind of had, and you tell me if you agree. I had three guys in the potential elite category. I put JT Daniels in there, Matt Corral, and Miles Brennan, just because those three guys we've seen a lot out of, and you could argue maybe Brennan doesn't belong in that group, but I think if he's the guy, he, he will be. The next group I had, the unknowns but a chance to be great, and I had Bryce Young from Alabama, Emery Jones of Florida, and Haynes King at A&M. And the next group mm-hmm. I had was a group called Showed Signs Could Take the Next Step, and I put KJ Jefferson in that group Is that fair to have him in that group that, I mean, we've seen him limited, but, man, he really could be that guy to take that next step and maybe be even more successful than Felipe last year?
0: Well, how about this? I'll take you uh, even one step further. I'm not even going to guarantee K.J. Jefferson starts for Arkansas next year. Wow. Even to start the season. Um, I I think that we got to see a lot of him from Missouri, and he may still end up being the starter. And I agree with you that he's kind of the guy that showed some signs, but obviously not not a whole lot to be able to tell one way or the other. But here's why I say that he may not even be the starter, because they have a kid named Malik Hornsby who is the big time recruit in Sam Pittman's first class, and uh, he, he was coming out of Texas, and you know he had high, a lot of offers to different places, really highly regarded. And from what I understand, with Kendall Brownell's and his offense in year two, they feel like. He's the quarterback of the future. They feel like he's one of those guys that'll take him to the next level. Last year, they didn't want to really play too much because, one, you had Felipe Frank. Two, K.J. Jefferson was still a little further along as far physically. But Malik Hornsby is the guy you're going to need to watch. So, again, I'm not saying that K.J. Jefferson won't be the starter, but I think that they're very high on the potential for Malik Hornsby. And no matter who ends up being the quarterback – I think that they'll be in the same realm. Big athletic guys with uh, with great skills. And the thing about Malik, apparently they like so much, is that he has quick decision making. He doesn't hesitate. He he either needs to run or he needs to throw, but either way, he makes it fast. So, I mean, I like both of these guys, and I think both of them have potential. But be on the lookout for Malik Hornby. He he may he may be able to be the guy that started
1: game one. That's uh that's pretty that's pretty interesting. Would you say that? no matter who it is, either of those guys that they would potentially be set up for more success than Felipe was this past year? Ooh, now that's a tough one. As far as set up for success, um, yeah,
0: I think I think so. And here's why. Because you return pretty much everybody on the offense that mattered the most last year. Obviously you lost Routine Boyd, but he wasn't he wasn't the Routine Boyd we all knew. And uh they got a lot from Traylon Smith and so everyone felt like that was the guy that will set right into the running back role. Well, the entire offensive line comes back, which was a very improved offensive line. All the tight ends are coming back. All the wide receivers are coming back. Guys like Traylon Burks and Michael Woods and Daniel Warren. The entire offense is coming back from last year, essentially. And so if you're a new quarterback, now it's up to you. Hey, the other places are figured out. Other positions are all ready to roll. They just need you to figure it out. And that's honestly, to me, Chris, the key to Arkansas' success success next year. The defense is going to be really good. They're returning most people off of there. The offense is going to be good. But it's all going to come down to that quarterback position. And if they get the quarterback position figured out, it could be a fun season
1: for Arkansas. Yeah, the one thing that, that really when I look at this uh, Sam Pittman year two next year, the only thing that I think can hamper his success is – The schedule. I mean, it's a brutal schedule with the, you know, you get Georgia and Missouri in the east and, you know, one is the Georgia trip is a road trip out there. Uh, And then a non-conference matchup week two against a really kind of unknown. We don't know what the Texas Longhorns are going to look like. You do get them at home, but, man, that's going to be real interesting to see Steve Sarkeesian and what he's going to create there at Texas in week two. At least you get a warm-up game with Rice, but... Man, uh, this schedule's pretty brutal.
0: Oh, it is, it is. But hey, listen, that's the life of Arkansas. Last year, I mean, crying out loud, I remember the preseason? It's like they already had a tough schedule, and then they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you Florida and Georgia." Playing. Like <laughs> they're used to the they're used to the tough schedule. But I think that here's my and I'm I know we're going to talk about guarantees and predictions and all this, but here's what I'm going to tell you, Chris, and I and I don't think I'm going to sugarcoat. it. First off, I'm going to guarantee Arkansas beats next. Arkansas beats Texas in week two. Wow. I think that Sarkeesian is going to have a good team, and I think he's a good coach. But I just think that that game is going to mean a lot to this state. And the fact it's in Fayetteville, and it looks like hopefully we'll have full crowds and stands again, I just think that there's just no way Arkansas loses that game. And, in fact, last year, I know it's always woulda, coulda, shoulda. Arkansas should have gone six and four, with their only four losses being to Alabama and Florida, and A&M, and Georgia, the four best teams in the SEC last year. And this upcoming year, I know Bama's going to be Bama, and I know that there's probably going to be A&M is going to be in the mix, and Arkansas to play Georgia, and they'll be good too. But there's no other teams that scare me if you're Arkansas. You can beat Ole Miss again. You can beat Mississippi State. You can beat Auburn. You can beat Missouri. Like There's nothing about them that I just feel like Arkansas for sure going to lose. So if they get everything going right and put all the pieces together, I could see an eight-win season. I really do, and I really could. And I think one of those wins absolutely could be against Texas. And I, I just think that the brutal schedule. Sam Simmons and not shying away from it. I don't think this team will either. So I really like their chances to to be that team that makes the biggest step forward next year in the SEC.
1: Yeah, I, I listed. I ran through every team this year, and what's you know what's the game that I think is the most important game? Meaning, if they win that game then it could lead to you know, a pretty successful season. I think i put the put the LSU game for Arkansas just because it's a road trip to Death Valley, but I feel like that's one that would certainly put a feather in your cap because, look, you get a, a road trip to Alabama the week after. We, we kind of have an idea on how that's going to go, but I think if Sam Pittman and crew could go into Baton Rouge and beat LSU uh, the third-to-last game of the season, I think that would be a, a nice little feather in his cap moving forward. Oh,
0: 100%. And, you know, I don't, I know that people feel the same way about LSU that I do. But I don't know how you feel, Chris, either. But I just feel like next year, LSU is not going to get any better. I, I just feel like they're going to continue to take steps back. And I think Ed Orgeron, and I love the guy, and I love Coach O, but I think he may lose his job after next season because they just don't take the right steps forward. And LSU fans aren't going to put up with it. So I think Arkansas goes into that Valley, and I agree with you, it's a big game, but. I think Arkansas wins that one. Uh, I think that they kind of maybe put the nail in the coffin of Coach O down there at LSU. But I, I just – I have this feeling that we're going to really start seeing the coaching ability of Arkansas take place and the great staff that they have assembled and these guys a tremendous steps forward. And, you know, LSU is a team that I just feel like Arkansas is going to take care of and probably other teams in the SEC take care of too because I just – I don't see them improving on what they did with that.
1: Yeah, my only thing with LSU is the defense was historically bad. How can it be that bad again? Like, it has to be – the The odds say it has to be at least a little bit better. So, we'll see with a whole hey, new hey, staff.
0: Hey, let me tell you something. I said the same thing after Chad Morse's year one when he went to <laughs> the defense. All right. Don't you don't have to tell me about? It. I ask, you know it can, it, can, it can only go up, right? Well,
1: no, <laughs> that's what we say, but it, it's always a chance that I could go backwards. Yeah. <laughs> he is he is John Neighbors locked on Razorbacks. Last thing for you, John. I am. Um, I've bought my ticket. I've punched it, and I am sitting aboard the train, and I'm ready to go. I am all aboard the Georgia Bulldog Express in 2021. I think they're going to go undefeated. I think they're going to win the national championship. Would you like to purchase wow. a ticket alongside of me? No,
0: <laughs> I can't do that yet, man. And I, I love Kirby Smart, um, but it's just—I think I actually picked them to win the the East next year for sure. And I think it'll be Bama and Georgia once again in the SEC championship game. Uh, I think all that, but I'm not about to board the the train just yet because I, I just the quarterback situation, man. I know J. C. Daniels, and that's the guy they think so highly of. But now I see something, yeah. But it's just like I, that's the one thing about Georgia. I just feel like they're missing. Like, ever since Kirby Smart has been there, even the year they went to the championship game, I just feel like their quarterback position is just not there yet. And it, I'm not going to say it reminds me of LSU back in the Les Miles day where they were elite at every position but that. But until I see the quarterback take that next step, I just can't buy into LSU or Georgia just yet. So uh, if J.T. Daniels shows up, though, and I'll put the caveat on this. If J.T. Daniels shows up and he's everything that people expect him to be, Absolutely, Georgia, not only will be in the conversation, they'll be in the college football playoff, but until they get some sort of efficient, consistent quarterback play, uh, I feel like they're good enough to win the East, but I don't think they're going to be good enough to win at all.
1: John, my guy threw for like 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, two picks. He, he beat up on Missouri, Mississippi State, Cincinnati in the bowl game. I am full aboard the JT Daniels Express. It was, <laughs> it was light years better from Stetson Bennett fourth. Come on. I, I just. Well, of course it was. Of course it was. But, hey, dude, listen, Felipe Franks had great
0: stats too, but they went 3-7, and seven, you know? I mean, you got to have a lot more to it than, than all that. So, who knows, though? Like I said, I like J.C. Downs. I think that it's the best chance that they have, for sure, going forward uh, of winning it all. But I still wonder, like, why did it take them so long to play the guy? That's my biggest question.
1: Yeah, well, that's the one question we'll, we'll always be asking. He is John Neighbors, locked on Razorbacks. What do you got on the uh, podcast this week?
0: Obviously, uh, hot and heavy on basketball, Razorback basketball, and and all the greatness that's come along with it. Fans getting great for the NCAA tournament, SEC tournament as well. And talk Razorback baseball, too. And uh, keep an eye out because maybe having Dave Van Horn on the podcast this
1: week. So it should be great to talk with him. That's nice. Yeah, you get the the hottest, one of the hottest baseball coaches out there. Uh, John, always good to catch up, my man. We'll uh, do this again real soon. Thanks for the time, man. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. All right, that's John Neighbors. Locked on Razorbacks. Always good to uh, catch up with him and talk all things uh, SEC, particularly Arkansas, hottest athletic program out there right now. I was trying to look at the stat. I mean, like it literally. They were one of the hottest programs this past weekend. Men's and women's SEC indoor track and field championships. Eight softball games, they won. Five baseball games they won, four basketball games they won, three tennis matches, a soccer match. Unbelievable with the Arkansas Razorbacks and hundred euro check. Proud AD this week on what his uh, athletic programs have been doing this past week up at Arkansas. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. We'll be back tomorrow. Please join us. Subscribe to the Locked on SEC podcast. Continue to get into uh, the thick of basketball season winding down. Baseball continuing to ramp up, and always some football discussion to be had throughout the offseason. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow here on Locked on SEC.